Hey everyone, this is Mike the General Zod here for Below the Belt Show and click on this with uh, here at the amazing Shore Leave in Hunt Valley, Maryland in um, July of 2023. And I am, it's my grand privilege to be here with Aaron Douglas. Aaron Douglas has had quite the career. You might know him from Battlestar Galactica, that's probably his biggest role, but you might also know him, how I know him, from uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, where he, he played a very, very bad man who loved his dog. Or you might know him from the excellent, um, excellent graphic novel that he wrote, Ten years to death. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And it is uh, came out from Aftershock Comics. But here I am with Aaron Douglas. How are you? I am doing fantastic, <laughs> and it is incredibly. Uh, I am so glad to talk to you today. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, it's the end of a Saturday at a con. For those of you who have been to a con, you know exactly what that fracking means. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's seven, whatever, I don't know. It's back home, I don't know what time it is. But uh, yeah, it's the end of the day. I've been talking a lot, but I am here, thrilled to be with the boys and uh, you fabulous people, and to have a few minutes to chat about whatever the hell you want to talk about. Okay, where's back home for you, Aaron? Vancouver. Vancouver. That's why I'm in all the Hallmark movies, yes. because I live in Vancouver and yeah. Hallmark shows. You didn't do lots Vancouver. of CW stuff, though? Yeah, I did a bunch of CW stuff. They shoot a lot of CW stuff in Vancouver as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I've just been very blessed and very fortunate to uh, live in a city that just happens to film a whole ton of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think of Baltimore so far? Oh, um, this is my. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we should probably pause this. But yeah, he's welcome to come. All right. Out. All right. We got ourselves a uh, a a grand new. Uh, you know, guest star on the show. He's a red shirt, so he's gonna die soon. Don't, don't, don't kill me! Please, please! I don't deserve to die! Of course not. I know I'm supposed to die, but I really don't want to. And My scanners indicate that you are doing a podcast of some sort. Yes, yes. we are. Yeah. And I am interrupting you. That I'm being very rude. That that no, that would be okay because you're going to die soon anyway. So yeah. it's. But that makes me sad. It does. It does. You seem to enjoy this concept. I do. How can you? How can you do that to me? Because <laughs> it's Battlestar Galactica. Because I was Nobody much more of a Star Wars fan. But I'm a human being. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay because the Federation will honor you. Yeah, they will, won't they? Thank you so much. You're welcome. You make me feel so much better. You are worthy. Thank you. Good evening, gentlemen. It's shore leaves, And it is shore leaves, so we can expect stuff like that. I wish I had an airlock. I would have given him the boiled cabbage stench of Cali treatment, but uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, I guess nicotine's still a big thing in the Federation. Man, I didn't realize that they blew darts in the Federation. Yeah, you step off the Enterprise to have a couple of smokes and then come back in. Holy yeah. moly! Yeah. I, I'm sure I'm sure by then they found the cure for lung cancer. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you still, it doesn't mean you still need to be the Marlboro man. 
at a con. Come on, like, reel yourself in, bud. <laughs> so, uh, Aaron, why don't you uh, why don't you tell me first of all about like uh, have you heard any rumblings about like a remake or a reboot of Battlestar Galactica, and would they, you be involved in that? Uh, I would be if they asked, but they're not going to ask because, from what I understand, is uh, anything that they're going to do is going to be in our universe, our world, but without us, which I don't understand because it's Ooh. called the Battlestar Galactica. It's not right. the Battlestar Rumpelstiltskin. There's like there's not another ship. If there's another ship, like. If you said, oh, no, we're going to follow the Pegasus around, well, then that's not Battlestar Galactica. That's Battlestar that's Pegasus. Battlestar Pegasus, yeah. So I don't know what they're doing. Um, I trust what uh, Mr. Robot will do because he's a great storyteller. But I, I, from what I understand, it has nothing to do with us. Okay, and okay. So it, it's... Um, if somebody wants to go back into our world and tell more stories during the lifetime of us or before us or chief in Scotland just wandering around by himself, I am fully on board with that. Okay, okay. So you, you definitely pick up the phone if they call. Oh, you always pick up the phone. Exactly. No, I, I love Battlestar. I love Chief. Um, I would love to do some more. I just don't see any way that it can happen because we've told our story. So um, it would have to be after or before. And I'm not losing the weight. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so um, I guess moving on from that, I guess uh, this is more of a generalized question, but one of the things that always fascinates me, we come to these cons all the time, and uh, you have a unique, um, I guess a, a, a unique place in um, celebrity dumb where you may not be a household name, and, nope. and, and that's totally okay, that. yeah. but you've, uh, you've kind of carved out your own like place, and a lot of that is in showing up to cons like this. These conventions, like, you know, catering to uh, like really, really devoted fans who probably ask you all sorts of questions that I couldn't even begin to ask you and you know there's the uh, the whole um, like that old Saturday Night Live bit with William Shatner the he, uh, so so what's your perspective on that like how do you feel like I, I'm guessing you didn't go into acting thinking you'd just be a genre actor no, it, to be honest with you, when I started acting, I didn't know that cons existed. Okay. So I didn't know this was a thing until we got a few years into Battlestar and somebody asked me if I wanted to go to a sci-fi convention or a convention. I'm, I don't know what that is. And then uh, I figured out what it is. These things are magical places. Um, and a convention, sci-fi, comic book conventions, comic cons, they are a, a representation of what the world should be. Mm -hmm. It is so inclusive. Everybody's welcome. Um, you can wear a crossover costume, mix up three different shows, and people just go, wow, that's really cool. Uh, the lack of judgment at a con is a really beautiful thing. The embracing of everybody from every culture, from every creed, from LGBTQ+, uh, trans, it's just... Uh, it's a beautiful thing and it's as the world should be, which I, I think is a, a wonderful thing. And and you come to a con, you're a demigod for a weekend, you know? People are just like so effusive. We don't walk around life going to other, uh, wa other jobs, other careers and just tell people just how much we appreciate what they do. Probably we should. We should probably go to all the teachers and just go, thank you, thank you, you're amazing. We should probably go to the police and the nurses and the doctors and... Uh, the person at Starbucks that gives you that extra little special something, the person at your local pub or restaurant that gives you the extra little something, 
we, we should be a little more effusive in our praise of people who just do the things that make our lives a little more special and a little more interesting and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what you get when you go to a con. You just get uh, cameras in your face and people telling you how amazing you are. And then I go home and it just I have to take the garbage out and my wife kicks <laughs> me in the ass. So it's, uh, no, it's, uh, the conventions are a, a special place and the people that attend them are special people. It's, um, it's really, really cool. And uh, if they'll keep having me back, I'll do this to the end of time because uh, they are really special weekends um, and I really enjoy my time. Well, that is that is well said, and it shows how like these kind of cons can be the great equalizers. Yeah. And Nobody gives a shit who you are, where you come from, how much you make, or what you do for a living. Uh, maybe what you do for a living is interesting, and maybe it's just you know I just have a Joe job, but it doesn't matter. Your your opinion of this show is equal to everyone else's opinion of that show because it's your opinion and everybody's entitled to their opinion. It may be wrong, but uh, you're entitled to it. <laughs> Were you a big geek growing up? No. I grew up in a fundamentalist Christian house. So I didn't have a TV until I was 14. Really? So my, my upbringing is antithetical to my life at its current moment. Wow. That's, wow. A, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. I am so tempted to ask you more about your childhood and your home life, but that would be a different kind. I'm going to offend people, a lot of people, <laughs> if I start talking about that. <laughs> so, okay, so let's let's talk more about, well, uh, there's a, there's kind of an infamous thing that happened today at the uh, at the con where uh, you were. Uh, what did you, Grace do? Yeah, you were in a you were in a panel with Grace Park, and you asked her specifically who the best kisser was. Yeah. And, and she said Trisha, which is fair, <laughs> which is very fair. Fair. That's fair, Grace. It's fair. So so if I were to ask you the same question, what would you say? Between Grace and Tomo? Yeah. Oh, Tomo's a far better Krista than Grace. Um, especially when he shaves. Yeah, it's nice. Right, right, right. Who's a better kisser, me or Tomo? Well, there's yeah. a difference. Grace talks about it. There's a difference between TV kissing and, uh, like, sexy kissing. Like real kissing. Yeah, and I've, I've never kissed Grace in sexy kissing way. That's actually that's actually a really great point. So we've can, only you, had... can you talk about the difference between TV kissing and um, and sexy kissing? TV kissing is there's, you know, 40 people watching and you have to hold your head in the right way and you have to get the light uh -huh. and you have to just go smoochy smoochy and keep your mouth closed and right there is fine. Just put it right there. You're good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> she smashed a bottle. Yeah. Oh, my glass eye. Uh, so you have to be a little, um, yeah, it's all about angles and stuff, and you're doing it like 17, cut, okay, you go away, you get on your phone, okay, come back, you're kissing again, all right, now it's from here, now it's from here, now it's from the side, now it's from this side, now there's a light, now we don't have a big wide shot, uh -huh. so by the end of it, it's like as beautiful as the person, the other person may be, uh, it, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's just not appealing. It's well, like, what was your first on-screen kiss? Holy moly. Um, probably on Battlestar. Would it be on Battlestar? I would guess that it was on Battlestar. You know what? It's probably Grace Park. Holy okay. shit! No one's ever asked me. Can I say shit? <laughs> you can. You can. You can fucking swear as much as you want on here. Holy fucking shit! It's probably Grace Park. Can you remind me of that tomorrow? I'm gonna talk to Grace and say I want to ask her the same question. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think it's probably Grace, 2003. She's probably the first on-screen kiss. 
<laughs> I mean, Tomo and I used to make out all the time, but that was before Battlestar, oh, okay. and it was of off course, camera. Of but, course, uh, yeah. <laughs> Tomo, suck it. Um, no, don't. Um, uh, yeah, I think. You know what? I really think it's probably Grace. Oh, that's a really interesting question. I've never thought of that. that. Okay. Um, huh. Yeah. You know what? I will ponder that, and I'll go back. You know what? My friend Michelle, Michelle, you know exactly who it is. So you're going to watch this interview and you're going to blow up my phone and go, here are the kisses that you did in order uh, from all the TV shows. <laughs> the uh, Aaron Douglas fans stuck and the Facebook page and all that is run by my friend Michelle who lives in Melbourne, Australia. She's the best. If you have any questions about anything I've ever done, and I don't know the answer. Michelle knows the answer. Michelle in Melbourne. Michelle in Melbourne, Australia. The uh, the Aaron Douglas fans, eighty fans uh, Facebook page. She will. She has everything. She's awesome. Okay. Shout out, Michelle. <laughs> so so let's move on to um, let's move on to your work in graphic novels. Like, yes. Uh, with with Aftershock Comics, I had the opportunity to read uh, uh, Ten Years to Death. And it was phenomenal. Thank you. And I heard that that was semi-autobiographical. Uh, yeah, when I was eight years old, uh, one of my uncles was living with us and he worked at a prison. And he would come home after work and he would tell my dad stories from the prison for the day. And one night he came home in the middle of the night very, very late and I was asleep, but I heard them downstairs. My uncle was very upset, so I got up, I sat at the top of the stairs and uh, listened to my uncle tell the story to my dad. And it freaked me out. And my uncle swore my dad to secrecy and said, you cannot tell this story to anybody because the prison's going to bury what happened. And they did successfully, but it's haunted me for years. And so my buddy Joe Pruitt, who is uh, the publisher. And I think at, he's here today. Uh, he's, yeah, he's sitting right there having a burger. Uh, he said, hey, that's a comic book. Um, let's make it. So I wrote it and they made it. And uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's yeah. It was cathartic to finally get this off my chest because it was a. Um, it's a weird story. It's a dark story. It's yeah. weird. It's it is like it is dark. No way. No say. way that happened. Yeah, it did happen because that's how I remember. It. And I gave the book to my dad, and he said, "How did you know that?" Oh, I sat at the top of the stairs, Dad. He just like, holy moly, you can't tell your uncle that you wrote this down. I said, no, I don't. So my uncle hasn't read the book yet. Um, but yeah, so um, that book's out. And the next book series comes out in uh, the fall. Mm -hmm. uh, the first book, I'm doing a three book series with my buddy Mark Verheiden, who ran the writer's room of Battlestar Galactica. And we have a book called Borealis for Dark Horse Comics. And uh, it, the first book comes out in around Halloween, and then a few weeks later it'll be the second book, and the, before the end of the year it'll be the third book. And if that goes well, uh, we're going to do series two of the same story, continue it on uh, into 2024. We're That's, very excited about that. That is super exciting. And um, so, before before we wrap up our interview today, is there anything else you want to plug? I know uh, any new projects in the work besides the writing. The writer strike is on right now, so nobody's really doing anything. Uh, but I did a Hallmark movie earlier this year with Erin Krakow who I adore. Uh, she is on When Calls the Heart. We did a movie called The Wedding Cottage, which has already come out. I did a movie uh, for Lifetime called, it hasn't come out yet, but it's called Buying Back My Daughter. It is a true story uh, about human trafficking. It is horrifying story. Okay. Uh, my buddy Troy Scott directed, he was the third AD on Battlestar. And so there's the fun connection. It's the first time he's ever directed me. 
And I did a, a movie with Candace Bure, uh, Candace Cameron Bure, uh, for her new network, uh, Great American Family, called My American Hero, or my, okay. oh, sorry, My Christmas Hero, Great American Family, My Christmas Hero, which comes out at Christmas time, and it is so sweet, and it's such a lovely film. It will be, uh, it'll be a great, great Christmas film. So you're like the Hallmark movies, Candace movies that are so sweet. Um, yeah, it's a very big departure from Battlestar, but um, yeah, you'll enjoy it. Well, it, it's good to show your range, and it's good to show that you contain multitudes. Yes, something like that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. And uh, my, uh, my amazing... Esteemed colleague. Esteemed colleague, Al Soto, wanted me to make sure to ask you about how... You, you were tight with Katie Sackhoff, right? Oh, uh, we all love Katie Sackhoff. So, uh, now, that she's, uh, now that she's on The Mandalorian, would you want to follow her there? Are you out of your mind? I'd be a stormtrooper. I'd be the thing that's buried under the dirt. It's Star Wars. Star Wars. Hey, Star Wars, please hire me. I would love to be on Star Wars. I'm so jealous of Katie. Uh, Katie is awesome. She's a beautiful human being. She's a wonderful mother and a wonderful wife. and She's a good friend. She's very funny and she's a great actress. And uh, frack you, Katie. <laughs> Star Wars. God damn it. Uh, I'm very happy for her, but yeah, I would love to follow Katie onto uh, some Star Wars project anywhere, anytime. Okay. All right. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. Thank Again, you for having me. This is Aaron Douglas, an amazing talent. He's done all sorts of cool things and told Katie Sackhoff to frack off. So it's uh, with love. With, with love. love, of course. <laughs> and uh, if you could, um, could you, yeah, just uh, you know, just do a little promo for Below the Belt show. Just introduce yourself and say uh, say some bon mot and. And uh, you're, uh, you're listening to, to Below the Bell Show. Hi, I'm Aaron Douglas, Chief from Battlestar Galactica. You're watching and listening to the Below the Bell Show. Yes. Also, go frack yourself. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron, for of taking course. the time. Not at all. And you have been a fantastic guest.